Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Always delighted to have on the program. It's Tom Persevan. He is a longtime regular, a show favorite, a personal favorite. Uh, he's an attorney who uh, focuses on labor law and uh, brings a really unique background when it comes to that. Uh, but we also talk a lot about what's happening in uh, national news stories as it pertains to labor issues in general. We're going to do a little bit of that on today's show, but of course, it too will have legal implications. And Sam, your attorney in the Houston area, tell us a little bit more about you and your practice, and let's move into our topic right after that. Sure, sure. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a labor and employment lawyer in the in the Houston area. Surprisingly, I've been doing this 12 years, and I was, I was calculating today, it's been 20 years since I graduated high school almost, so so, which is just shocking to me. But anyway, uh, that's that's basically the the wrap up on me. I went to LSU for undergrad uh, and majored in HR before coming into uh, law and the employment law field. Yeah, and the website for you is parsfirm dot com. That's parsfirm p a r z f i r m dot com. Correct. 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 Yeah. And by the way, as the older you get, uh, the faster that that time goes, by the way. <laughs> in 12 years, you'll be amazed when it's 40. And it will feel even quicker than as you got to 12 years later. So it's weird. But anyway, uh, always glad to have you on. Great topic today. Uh, you mentioned during the break. I like it a lot, uh, which is the fact that a lot of the states are making adjustments when it comes to minimum wage. Minimum, you know, the, the, the states, and I think wisely so, I, I kind of like it when the states make a choice rather than the federal government when it comes to minimum wage. And the, the states, many states, have simply grown tired by how slow the federal government has been, in their opinion, when it comes to raising minimum wage. And to me, the closer it is to the people, uh, you know, the closer that, uh, the more that the uh, state can be sensitive to the economic dynamics of their particular state. And so I, I kind of like that. And it also becomes a great um, tool for uh, competitive labor, uh, you know, attracting people to different places. And it also allows people to see what the consequences are from an unemployment perspective. And, you know, and for, for a lot of conservatives, which, I, as you know, I generally consider myself right of, right of center. One of the big arguments we hear, hear all the time is that high minimum wage means more unemployment. Kind of hard to prove that these days. Right, right. No, no, no doubt. Yeah, especially with, you know, the, the wage inflation that's going on in our economy. Um, you know, I mean, even even though, you know, in, in a lot of places, you know, the minimum wage may be low, but effectively it's, it, it is much or economically, I should say it is much higher than what the, the legal minimum is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, <clears throat> some of these states have been doing this for quite some time, and there are economic consequences. You have to be real world. I uh, travel a lot to uh, California, um, not as much recently since COVID. <laughs> COVID in California just haven't gotten along very well, in my opinion. Uh, it's kind of difficult to navigate there. But a lot before that, and it was interesting, uh, particularly with family in uh, the San Francisco Bay Area, we spent a lot of that time there. You know, and you go shopping and you go to stores, and you'll see at places like if you walk past the subway, you'll see a sign, we do not, have, we do not uh, apply the national 
uh, coupons at this location? You know, and I asked the manager, and I, I already knew the answer, of course. It's, uh, uh, why is that? Well, because we can't afford to do that. We can't make your sandwich for that price in, in San Francisco. So there is an effect, of course, when it comes to this. Oh yeah, no, no, no doubt about it, and 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 it does it does have a huge, uh, you know, impact. Especially, I mean, I think I think the people who have the toughest time with minimum wage increases are definitely, uh, you know, businesses like food restaurants where anyway the margins are 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 very very tight. And 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 I do think, I mean, honestly, I mean, whenever I go to Wendy's or Taco Bell. The prices are, you know, are are through the roof in comparison to to what they used to be. I mean, I feel like I feel like Taco Bell and Wendy's are up like something like forty percent or so. I mean, you can you can barely get a combo meal at Wendy's for for under ten bucks now. Which I mean, you know, I mean, I remember uh, my first job was at Wendy's, and I'm I'm pretty sure you could get like a single combo for like four bucks or four fifty mm-hmm. or something. I was working there. Um, I think the spicy yeah. chicken splurge at high fifty at that time. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, uh, you know, things things have have changed, and 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 you know, and that and and that's kind of part of the economic debate that that always centers around the minimum wage, which is, you know, do do you do you basically cause low wage earners to spend more because you know they low wage earners may rely on low wage workers more so so you when you when you push the wages up in in a in a low wage uh you know uh, in low wage workforces do you do you, do you actually could you theoretically hurt low wage workers um and and i i honestly don't know i'm sure there's been a, a million meta studies and uh, tons of economic analysis on that point, uh, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I totally understand, and I think that's probably true. Uh, I wonder a lot of, you know, obviously the federal government, on all levels, the federal government is the slowest moving government, and that's not new. That's been going on forever. Uh, the closer you are to the town, the more likely things are going to move quicker. We complain about city councils and county commissions, but they're, they're you know, super uh, bullet trains compared to the federal government, and even legislatures uh, move quicker, you know, and so I, I, I'm sure that plays a role. I wonder about things, though, like, you know, the Davis-Bacon Act, which, you know, I'm sure you're familiar with, and, and the impact it has. Davis-Bacon Act says if minimum wage goes up, wa- uh, wages for uh, construction government, federal government projects uh, salaries have to go up per, in proportion to the percentage in, increase in minimum wage. Well, you know, that really politicizes the minimum wage. You know, I wonder about that and what kind of role that's played in uh, the stagnation of uh, wage increases on a federal level. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the problem, you know, for, for, for one thing, right, is that the blue states are 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 getting it are are in general the blue states have increased their minimum wages right anyway so so you don't have a lot of incentive for blue state you know representatives you know, to to go out and try to to increase the minimum wage and then you know the red states in general they're uh, you know they're 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 generally you know their politicians are 
are generally anti-minimum wage increases. And so in the red states, you know, what's, what's surprising is, is that you have all of these, the, the way minimum wages typically get passed or minimum wage increases typically get passed in a red state is uh, maybe not typically, but, but uh, you know, at least some of the time is through, is through ballot initiatives. So, you know, you have, yeah. state, you have conservative states like Missouri and Arkansas that raised their minimum wages in, in, in 2018 and with 60 percent of the vote. And then um, and they raised uh, Arkansas was to eleven dollars and Missouri was to twelve dollars. And then Florida, by 60 percent of the vote in 2020, uh, they said they're going to raise their minimum wage to fifteen dollars by 2026. So, um, mm-hmm. so, so, you know, I mean, it, minimum wage increases, I mean, even are relatively popular, even in, in a, in a, in a, in a red, uh, you know, a, a purplish state like Florida, you could get 60% of the vote for them. Um, but, yes. um, but, but, but they often don't pass in red states. You know, I, I think it'd be interesting that in Texas, we don't, we don't have an ability uh, to really put things directly on the ballot um, in the in the same way, but it'd be interesting. Would would a minimum wage increase, you know, pass as a ballot initiative in in Texas? Yeah, we do have initiative and referendum, but it's far more convoluted than other states. It's hard it's hard to get that to happen here. Uh, the typical ballot, uh, you know, will have uh, these initiatives, but it is much more convoluted. Um, and it would be interesting, and I think it's been a cause of pause, if you will, for a lot of people of uh, a conservative ilk to see the uh, low to no impact that it actually seems to be having on minimum wage, really, uh, or rather on, uh, I'm sorry, on uh, unemployment, rather. Uh, the theory is you raise minimum wage, you raise unemployment, uh, or at the very least preclude new jobs from being created. That's a hard case to make these days. We're running out of time. About a minute left, literally. Final thoughts from you, Hassan. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it, it's definitely. Uh, I think. I think the the one really bad thing about these these past work wage and hour laws across the country is, if you can imagine, if you're if you're a corporation um, who has, you know, has employees. In, in in a collection of states, you know, let's say 20, 25 states. Well, then, you know, you it, it creates a, a compliance nightmare in terms of you know trying to figure out what what all of these individual state wage and hour laws are, and they and they they can create you know go above the floor, uh, you know, of the minimum wage. So I think I think the more legislation you have regarding wages in general. Uh, you know, the the more the more rules are created, and and when it happens in in, in fifty different states, fifty different ways, uh, that that creates problems for employers. Yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, one more uh, one more reason for the federal system uh, that we currently have makes a lot of sense, and you can really meet the needs of particular communities and that type of thing. It's Sam Persinan. Always glad having you on the program, parsefirm.com. I am Kevin Price. Stay tuned for more.